We Got the Geek is recorded before a live studio audience. everybody it's uh day 500,000 of the uh of the lockdown i'm uh doing another uh tales from the shed the home edition uh once again with uh my good buddy uh colin bowden how's it going sir it's going just fine how are you doing oh i'm i'm swell i've listened to a ton of shit in the last couple weeks uh whereas last time we did the show i think i listened to maybe two or three songs i'm prepared this time damn it and first of all, let me tell you to have a wonderful anniversary of Hard at Play. Uh, 30 years ago today, that album was released. And uh, that made me feel old because I, I realized, holy shit, the 90s were 30 years ago now. And uh, yeah. I remember bu- buying that CD brand new at Sears of all places. Yeah, I got the same one. Yeah, charged it right on my Sears card. <laughs> yeah, probably what I did too, actually. The only thing I could do was get CDs there and <laughs> cigarettes from the gas bar that used to be up front. I was like, I remember. I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, 30 years. And uh, I was going to ask you, we've probably talked about this before. Um, do you have, like, favorite years in music that just remind you of the music and shit you were doing that year and whatnot? Well, that was 1991, and for some reason, that that's one of my favorite years in music ever. Like, just about everybody we liked put out an album that year, and we saw yeah. a lot of concerts, and I remember camping with you guys, and just, that was the year I had my first real girlfriend, and... Well, you know what, if, if, if put that way, I think that's when we did our best touring, so to speak. Yeah. Following people around, and you're right, seeing shows and all that, and there was a lot of good music coming out of that time. But yeah, um, I don't know. I, I kind of think I'm thinking '87, '88 was pretty big for me. Oh yeah. Well, let's think of it. Like, okay, like, okay, like I've got some different music tastes, right? Yeah. I mean, in, in the mid '80s, the Highwaymen formed up pretty much. Yeah, I remember. So that, that was cool, and then. the the rock and roll version of that is naturally the Traveling Walburys. Yeah. And then everything that Jeff Lynn had his fingertips in at that time. And oh, uh, right. Barney, had, Barney had just come out. And, you know, like, just I'm looking at all that music. Crowded House had Temple Low Man, one of my favorite albums. Yeah. And then as we go right in, into what you said, you know, 1990, Jeff Lynn had Armchair Theater, right? And the, the, tra- the second Walburys album came out. Yeah. Which I've been listening to a lot lately because there's some great shit. That's a great album, man. Like, there's really no bad song. I'm gonna tell you this. I think I might like the second album better than the first one. Yeah, it's like um, I know it's 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 such a good album. Oh yeah, it really is. And I was um, oh shit. What else was I? Uh, I don't know what I listened to the Wilburys. Uh, have you ever heard of Headstones? Yeah, I'm not, I never got into them. Me neither, but I was working a stint at work um, where I was in the back um, doing some uh, coach cleaning and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty cool, actually, you know, because the acoustics in a bus is pretty good. So I brought in my Bose speaker and stuff and just, like, it takes a whole day to clean a bus properly. 
Okay. So I just leaned and just pat every fucking cool tune on because I had wine by there and everything, right? And I was just singing out the top of my fucking lungs because I'm in a garage by myself. Mm-hmm. So it was great. So I'm listening to some of this shit. And I listened to the Wolverines. And, and one of the guys that I worked with, you know, he bounced back and forth and songs and, and share. And I'll tell you, learn new stuff. He played me the Headstones version of Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go with Tweeter and the Monkey Man, because I know they did that one, too. Yeah, those were the two that I downloaded. Oh, okay. And, um, anyway, I, I like Tweeter and the Monkey Man, but in all honesty, I like a little bit of the electric guitar and, and, the, and the energy from it, but that song doesn't need to be redone. No. And and uh, the Wreck of the Emma Fitzgerald had a pretty good uh, groove to it, actually. Okay. Like, it just, uh, it, it's a rock version, and it sounds pretty cool. So, I mean, if you get a chance to listen to that, that's kind of neat. Here, you know what? I'm going to start a new page for homework if I can find my pen. <laughs> yeah, i got, I got a pen and paper here, too, because I write down everything you... Uh... Oh, there's my pen. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll try that out. Uh, I, I actually saw, like, some of their set once. They played one of the... Uh, 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 what do you call it? God, why am I drawing a blank? One of the 54... One of the... Far- I'm going to edit all front this. 54? They played one of the Front 54 uh, uh, Labor Day shows, and it was oh, free, okay. and they were playing outside in the patio, and John and Rachel and I were there. I, I couldn't tell you one song they did, but it was really loud. Yeah, well, like I said, it's it's, it's just a kind of like rock. Like, it's a, it's a good version, and uh, I'm not saying they're anything real special, because I remember seeing, uh, I can't remember which band, was it, it wasn't that... No, it wasn't that damn band. That was a Huey Lewis concert. Yeah. Um, who was it that did a rock version of Gilligan's Island? Oh, shit. We saw it at Hideaway. I remember that, but I can't remember who it was. I wasn't at the Hideaway many times. It wasn't Ray Lyle, was it? Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, it, might, it just might have been. Okay. But they did a... But um, they, they just rocked it out, eh? This is a tale of our castaways, and they're here for a long, long time. <laughs> and they just it fucking kicked ass. Like, I remember when, when they made a dance version of all things of Could I, Could You, uh, If I Could Read Your Mind by Gordon Lightfoot. I thought I would hate it. And I didn't. I went, it's got oh, a great tempo. Yeah, from that movie. Yeah, but it's got a great tempo to be a fast song. Like, beautiful, but I never would have thought making that. But uh, I actually like the beat as far as dance music goes, so. Okay. No, it's kind of neat. Very so cool. Listen to, yeah, lots of lots of the stuff that we always listen to, but uh, I haven't done this in a long time. Uh, so this is totally coincidence from the Hard to Play announcement. Uh, I listened to all of the Huey Lewis albums from start to finish for the first time in years. Uh, I did that too. Uh, I mean, I I I know when we got together last year in July, we listened to four, and I think picture this all the way through, but. I hadn't listened to the other albums in a long time, and first of all, I forgot how cool a song Old Aunt Owens is. I love that song, Portable Coop, Jolly Feet. <laughs> no, yeah. I did the same thing, and I'm just kind of pissed off that Four Chords and uh, several years ago isn't on Spotify. Yeah, I had to go to YouTube for that. I own the CD, but I didn't want to drag up the CD player, so I I'm, just found it on I'm, YouTube. I'm the same way. I didn't want to go downstairs because... Uh, <laughs> No, because I, uh, I, I managed to dig out the Mark Knopfler one, because I've been listening to him a lot, too. Yeah. And uh, Goldenheart's not on there, so that sucks. Mm-hmm. So 
So I've got that out. But yeah, I'm going to have to drink, dig out that Huey Lewis one. And, and um, yeah, they pulled some Proclaimer stuff out there. Thomas texted me the other day. He goes, I know you probably not really want to care, but if you want to listen to light comedy by the Proclaimers, for some reason it's not on Spotify anymore. Mm-hmm. I went, okay. Because that was going to happen today, but, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, Four Chords is the only one not on Spotify. Yeah. Huey. Yeah. And playing B, like I listen, yeah, every every single album all the way through, sometimes many days in a row, because I'm, I'm driving and I have it on all the time, fuck, fuck with other people. Right? Oh, yeah, I was, it took me a while. I was listening to them, like, during making dinner and stuff like that, but uh, yeah. those those early albums are killer, man. You know what? I still love the first album so much because it's just so raw. Yeah, for real. I, I love it. And, and Chris Hayes' guitar work is excellent on that album like there's a, there's a lot of energy and and the, the, the vocals together too you know yeah. that's my favorite thing oh yeah like basically you know what in even small world not one of my favorite albums but i started listening to it differently and it's not so much as i'm looking for a new rock and roll kiwi album i'm just appreciating the musicians that they are yeah like it's a, it's a really good jazz sound and it's really good yeah, I find like, myself not giving a shit about Bobo Tempo or slamming. Well, yeah, walking with the kid never rubbed me the right way. No, but once you get past that, um, You Mean the World's Great, uh, Better Be True is awesome. That's one of my favorite songs by him. Of course, Perfect World, too. Cause Perfect World's still good, yeah. And uh, Small I World, I only like the Small World version now where they combine part one and two. Yeah. Like the video version, I guess. But I hadn't listened to that album in years anyhow, so it was kind of cool listening to it. Yeah, I don't know why I always fall back to the really early stuff with them, too. But Soulsville's a staple in my... Uh, I will tell you this. I have a better appreciation of Soulsville now. Oh, you do? You listen to more? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I liked it okay. It wasn't one of those albums I went back to all the time, though. I, I don't yeah. know. At, at the time, I was just hoping for a new studio album with original songs, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and we already had a cover album at that point. Yeah. But, yeah, listening to it this week, um, a great fucking album. And also, <laughs> I, I I did a search on, uh, uh, there's this site, uh, setlist.com. Yeah. Because uh, I messaged you saying, wow, Huey Lewis played Toronto six times, and we saw him four of those times. Um, yeah. Um, they actually came around this area for Soulsville back in the day. Uh, they played the casino over in Niagara Falls, New York. But okay. I don't think you and I were talking at the time. Okay. So I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't have checked it. But um, well, I didn't. I didn't even know that album existed at that time anyway. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I gotta laugh. Um, we'll get to it in a second. But uh, I, I was telling you I had regrets that I hadn't listened to the Mike Campbell album yet, and, and you were like, "Well, it took me 18 years to listen to Plan B." Yeah, it did. It really did. <laughs> and I love that album, except for I can live without the Winona song. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, she's, yeah. I skipped over that. She just, to me, she's always just sounds like the bad biker bitch to me. Yeah. Since they voice, her voice. She does get the Blair voice. Oh, she deserves it. She deserves no, it I, too, sir. She almost as much as Tanya Tucker. She always gets. 
dear Lord. I, yeah, I've, I've been looking forward to this for a while, sir. <laughs> ah, good times. So, yeah, I listen to all of those, and uh, uh, I guess I should uh, review my homework that you gave me. Yeah, I, I messaged you earlier today because I couldn't read my writing from the drunk last time. So I, I listened to those today, too. So I'm going to go to my reviews. Cool. And they're not anything special, but I'll tell you what I thought of them. Well, I just, I didn't know. I, and some of, some of the um, choices you gave me led me to other stuff, too. Oh, I thought I'll write that down. Well, you, you, you're already familiar with the stuff. Um, oh. All right, so going on the list here, we, we already talked about it, um, The Dirty Knobs, uh, Mike Campbell's yeah. album. And I think you mentioned it the last time. I was the same way when I first heard it, like, oh, he sounds way too much like Petty. But of course he's going to, after 40 years of playing with a guy. Right. And uh, I say, for those of us missing Tom Petty, like, give this album a shot, because it's it's so amazing. The guitar work's awesome. Uh, I, I got some of the songs written down here that I liked. Uh, Reckless Abandonment was great. Yeah. Uh, Sugar, which sounds like the Heartbreakers meet Melon Camp to me. That's yeah. a good thing. Uh, I Still Love You, which I wrote in brackets, fucking cool. Uh, and then, uh, oh shit, I can't read my, Irish Girl, you had brought up that you liked that one too. Yeah. That one sounds like it could have been a Dylan or a Springsteen song. Yeah, it does. Well, the Springsteen line that comes out in this, give it all, then heaven will allow. That was like yeah. all lot, right? Yeah. All and heaven then, will allow, so that always reminds me of Bruce. Yeah, and then that song, Fuck That Guy, which is my new theme song when people piss me off at work. Uh, uh, who did you record that with? Was that Chris Stapleton? I think so. I think I saw his name on there when I was yeah, looking at it. I don't really know it much, but I think they were just jamming that song came out. It's great, and the video was for the video for that was hilarious too. And uh, I, I actually, yeah, I actually want to own this CD like a physical copy. That's how much I liked it. Yeah, I wanted to, and they were supposed to tour this year, and he just postponed it at twenty-two because he's going to be touring with Chris Hipp and the Dirty Knobs and yeah, uh, and just uh, there was a I think a. We talked about it a little bit. There was a Petty birthday tribute concert like a few months ago, and uh, I think we talked about it. Did you hear the uh, version of You're So Bad that Sandler did? Yes. That was pretty good. Yeah. But the other day, I discovered this beautiful uh, version of American Girl by uh, by Campbell and Ben Montage. It's just a lot of piano, a little bit of guitar, and it's really good. Nice. So. No, who's that? That's Willie Nelson's uh, harmonica player. Oh, okay. I and did not know I, that. I met him in Nebraska. He's probably the best harmonica player ever. And, yeah, uh, that's cool. But he's, uh, anyway, he just had retinal surgery. You know, the pandemic fucks everybody up. I'm following his post, and he's like, my first peonies, and he's putting pictures of his flowers on there, and I'm like, oh, that boy's got to get back on the road. <laughs> I, uh, I just started following Steph Burns on uh, Facebook, uh, the guy that replaced Chris Hayes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, 
he's mainly talking about music on his, not peonies. So, so uh, yeah, um, I love that album. I'm glad you got me to listen to it. Uh, I, I've been listening to it off and on over the last couple of weeks, and uh, if I find it on physical copy, I'm probably going to buy it. Yeah, they have some of their stuff. I was looking at some of their uh, merchandise. I was thinking of trying to order a shirt, but I don't know if they have it, like in 6XL or whatever. No, it's cool. On, on, a, on an aside there, I found out this week I'm not as fat as I thought I was. Well, how, how did you find that out? I weighed myself, finally. Oh, yeah? I'm still fat, just not as fat as I thought. <laughs> well. So, so there, you, no, there you have it. No, no, but you, you carry it all in the middle. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I know. So, you know, you know you're not going to have to worry about as much bulk like the it's not like a fat all over thing. You know what I mean? I, I weighed myself because I was able to close a shirt this week, so I thought that was a good sign. Have you lost weight? Sarah thinks I have. I, I don't know how much I weighed before I weighed myself. So. I think it would be a good idea for you to keep track of that and sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Hey, let's take our first break. When we come okay, back, then. When we come back, I've got more notes here from the stuff I listened to. That's good. I'm glad you finally listened to someone. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we'll be right back after this. Stay tuned, loyal listeners. There's more We Got the Geek still to come. Sketchbook Comics and Games is a store that has something awesome for everyone. In addition to selling comics, board games, and action figures, there are tables for open gaming. Wednesday nights, Sketchbook features game night starting at 6 p.m. Friday through Sunday, Sketchbook is the place to be for Magic the Gathering. The store is located at 224 Glenridge Avenue, Unit 9 in St. Catharines. Come on down for all your geek and comic book needs. All right. Uh, we're back uh, here uh, once again talking music with my good friend Colin. And I'm uh, happy, to, happy to be talking with you again, man. Uh, it's been only a month. but uh, uh, I look forward to it each month. Me too. Me too. Uh, so let's see. I have other reviews here. I also listened to Blues Traveler Hook, which I remembered, but still not a fan. I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine. Not for everyone. Uh, I listened to everything you mentioned last time. I even fucking played the uh, Captain and Tennille this week. Did you? Oh, my God. Cheesy as hell, but it reminded me of driving in the car back in the 70s. I know. It does, right? And, but I don't know what it was about her demeanor. She reminded me of, like, a fucking white Roxy Roker. Oh, jeez. Like, she was just, like, always so tilting that fucking Carol Channing hair around, going, like, no more. I only lasted for half of Muskrat Love, by the way. Oh, yeah, I just right over that. I only do it because of that. All right, so I'll get back to the homework. I even listened to Paper Roses. Uh, my comments here are, geez, why am I listening to this, Colin? <laughs> That's all right, though. No, yeah, sometimes it's different for everybody. Go ahead. Uh, and then I finally listened to the Dion songs. Uh, which one? Uh, well, let's see. I wrote them, I wrote the titles down so I wouldn't forget. Uh, and now I can't read my my damn writing. Uh, hang on. All right, the... Uh, Dion and Steve Van Zandt song Way Down. Yes. That's probably my favorite of the three songs I listened to. That is a great song, yeah. 
Great song. Uh, very cool song. Um, very impressed by the Steve Van Zandt guitar work. And it might be my favorite guitar work that he's ever done. Oh, nice. And then I listened to the, the Springsteen song uh, with Patty as well. Him, him, to, him to you? Um, him to him. Him to or, him. Sorry. Um, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, I can't read it. Why can't I even remember? Um, I can't read my writing. It's right in front of me. So. Um, I think it's, it's like go to him or whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, I, it's, it's very kind of low-key and spiritual, but I really like the song. Yeah, it was a nice song, too. And then I never... I. It wasn't on the original homework, but you you gave me the uh, the Jeff Beck song today to listen to. Yes. Uh, very cool. I I liked it. What do you expect of that guy singing for being like eighty? Not bad. He looks way cooler now than he used to. I know. He had a, a lot of problems with heroin, I guess, too. Right? Oh, really? He, when he first started out, he started out in the nineteen fifties as a doo-wop singer on the street corner in Brooklyn, if that could be any more fucking rock and roll. Yeah. But that's what he did. And then he teamed up with the Belmonts, and then he had Runaround Sue, The Wanderer, one of my favorites, a song called Where or When, which is really, it's a really, really pretty little ballad. Um, and then he went through a bunch of shit and everything, but fuck his voice, like his, he's got a great, voice and and i really like his style of uh blues playing too like yeah there's other songs on there like billy gibbons and there's other the john hammond's on there. uh sammy fish has a great song do you know who sammy fish is i'm not aware no okay she's a she's a female guitarist you don't see many of those female blues guitarists okay so if you're writing shit down write down the sammy fish number because Okay. Jay, even if you don't like the artist, it's a, it's a really good album. Okay. Sammy okay, Fish? So Sammy Fish. Okay. Uh, S-A-M-M-I. I was just watching her. And for some reason, I got some random pop-up. And um, she was on there talking about her favorite Tom Petty song. And she was playing American Girl. Okay. And it was really, really cool. Because she said, she goes, what really got her into that song was the fucking lyric. Because it says it starts out and it's just a rhythm A with the, like Mike Campbell going ding 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 ding, and then there's another layer of guitar underneath going and it just creates this whole thing. She was doing it all on the guitar and it was really neat to watch. Okay, yeah, I'll look that up then for sure. Yeah, um, shit, yeah, the Jeff Beck and the Billy Gibbons ones, all good, but uh. All around, I think it's one of my favorite albums, and I, I think I would like to uh, pick it up on vinyl just because it's got some just some beautiful blues guitar on there. Like when I heard that song um, uh, "Can't Start Over Again," mm-hmm. the Jeff Beck. Oh, yeah, that was good. But yeah, the Van Zant song was my favorite. It was really kick ass. That's awesome. I'm glad you like that. Okay. All right. What, what next? Oh, I listened to uh, today. I listened to. Uh, uh, Lisa Germano uh, okay. from a shell. Never heard it before. Uh, it was a nice song. Real sexy voice, by the way. Right? Yeah, oh yeah. That was off of an album called uh, Lullaby for Liquid Pig. She's done some weird shit. But I just found her voice. That's almost like a, a lullaby to me. Like, I could listen to that going to sleep. 
Mm. Like she, she really does have a sexy voice for that. So, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you like that one. And then uh, Brave Belt, that song that was uh, your bane of existence for years until you rediscovered yeah. it. Have you ever heard it? No, I I hadn't heard the song or the band and realized today that they became BTO. Really? Yeah, it was Randy Bachman and his brother, and then on the second album, Fred Turner joined. The guy. Oh come who, on! Wow. Yeah, and uh, they uh, he he did most of the singing on the second album. I'm not sure which song, which album had this this song on it that you gave me, um, but I was uh. reading the the Wikipedia, and I guess. They were trying to get a record contract to do a third album because they did two as Brave Belt, and they said okay. you got to change your name, and that's how BTO came into being. Wow, I didn't know that. I had no idea that was those guys when you sent me that song. Well, it was a damn radio. So believe it or not, I and mean, you can even say this, but I, I don't think I ever heard it more than maybe ten times in my life. Okay. And I was I was only like four. And my my uh, sister and I were riding the car because I always have a great recollection of this. Mm-hmm. Like uh, shit, she would say because we couldn't figure out the words, and she would always go, "You're gone and you won't be back. You must be a happy mess." Right. And we thought it was mess instead of man, so I sang it that way for years. So when that that always stuck in my head, and then yeah, wow, I. Not know that. That's uh, I'm gonna yeah, that follow was, up on that. That was the band he did between the Guess Who and BTO. Wow. Yeah, small world, eh? Uh, yeah. The song was okay. The song was decent. Well, it sounded Gordon Lightfoot-ish to me. It I did. I hear Gordon Lightfoot singing that. I mean, it's it's so- he's good yeah. yeah. It sounded nothing like what BTO became. Oh, well, that's why. And you know what? When I was looking at it. Spotify. That's what I'm finding it. Like, I can't believe I found the fucking song out there. Yeah. But, wow, that's cool. And I can't understand the title. No. I, I'm figuring there was a chick named Robin. Mm-hmm. And that they were just sitting around drinking and went, well, it's done. Robin's gone. Makes sense. Right? Yeah. I can't figure out. I love some of those stories. I know you're not a big guest dude, man, but, uh, Burt Cummings fan. I know he's he's one of those thorns on your feet, much like like <laughs> Mo Berg is to mine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but um, <laughs> and I know that he's always sweaty, and I'm mean, your disdain shines through. But that's fine. We're entitled to different opinions. But no, I know. Do you know, do you know what the story? Uh, he, he was telling the story. Um, my friend Joel was telling me at work because he likes classic rock too, mm-hmm. and he said went to see. Um, he went to see Randy Bachman and, and Bert Cummings, and they're telling all these stories about when they wrote the song. The song Running Back to Saskatoon. Mm-hmm. You know what that's about? No, what's it about? They crossed the border during the Vietnam War to to go play down at the end, but like down in the south, right? Mm-hmm. And when they were going there, they got pulled over, but they became painfully aware because when they were sending guys off to Vietnam, that even if you were in the States and you were Canadian, you could be sent to Vietnam. Oh, that's messed up. It's messed up, but it's a resident thing. So yeah. since you're there, you can defend the country. So they got told this when they were going there, and they all said, fuck that. And and that's how they wrote Running Back to Saskatoon. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> they're like, we're not going to fucking war. <laughs> so that was kind of a funny story, but I love hearing little stories like that. Yeah. Uh, that was a great 
knew? Uh, okay, what else? So, uh, Mark Knopfler was on the list. Okay. And you, you actually gave me local hero because I couldn't remember it. Right. Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, I remembered it once I played it. Um, good instrumental. I, I like it. Uh, that led me to listen to uh, Darling Pretty and uh, Cannibals. Which How did I, you get those? I have the CD. Oh, okay. But right. I, I, I looked those up on YouTube as well. That actually, I, you know what, I, I think I discovered Golden Heart after the fact. It was like a plan B thing for me. Once I put the CD in, I went, this is a great CD. Well, here's how I discovered it. Do you remember um, in the 90s for a short time, well, we always had the Columbia House Record Club, but for yeah. a few years there, there was BMG as well. Yeah. So I I was a member of BMG for a couple of years, and that was one of the CDs. So they didn't have as big a list as Columbia House. Right. So I, I said, oh, well, Martin Opler's got a solo album, and I, I ordered it, and then I noticed much music started playing Darling Pretty at the time. Okay. And uh, that's how I got into that. So, yeah, it was cool listening to those again. They're still very nice songs. Uh, that led me to the Notting Hillbilly song, Your Own Way, You Go Your Own Way, which I hadn't listened to since the 90s. Uh, also on YouTube. And then today that led me to, uh, uh, well, the Brothers in Arms stuff. What an album. And then I, for I totally forgot they had another album after that in 1991. So today I was listening to Calling Elvis and The Bug and uh, Heavy Fuel. And yeah. my favorite song off that album, On Every Street. Yeah, I love On Every Street. And I love, um, what else did I really, really like, uh, I had it on cassette, but you can't find it on Me too. Spotify. No, the one I had was uh, Alchemy Live. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Um, I had that, and, um, oh, I was making movies. Yeah, I remember that one. That's a good, because it's got Romeo and Juliet. I yeah, love it. Well, that's a good tune. Um, but there was other stuff on Golden Heart. There's a song called Are We in Trouble Now. Do you remember that? Uh, I'd have to re-listen to it. I don't remember that one. We'll write the fucking thing down. Uh, I am. I, yeah, okay. I am. Are we in trouble now? Yeah, I mean, Is it this song? Alright. And no one's got the gun. No one's got the gun. I, uh, I nearly had this, this sounds, sounds emotional, but when I listen to Brothers in Arms, when I hear that sax solo in uh, your latest track, like, I could be brought to tears. Mm, well, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean it that way. I mean, you ever hear music that's so beautiful you get choked up? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, me too. I'm just saying that's all of that. I think I have a thing for sax, eh? Because I was... I might even listen to some John Tesh. I don't write that down. Only yeah. because I find it soothing. Like, I really love that in your latest trick. You, uh, I love listening to Huey Lewis's music when it's got great sax. You might it. be on to something, because anytime I listen to Jungle Land now, from like the sax solo right to the end uh, of the song where he's singing by himself, I, uh, I tear uh, up every time now. Oh, I know. But the other one that I love as far as tenor sax goes, and I've played it for you before, is Poco. Yeah, I remember Poco. And, and that's um, in the in the you know, in the why why can I not remember this? I've been listening to it every day for like ten years. The Heat in the Heart of the Night. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually a better version, but you can't find it. Maybe it's back on there. 
Um, in the heart of the night by Poco, there was just a gorgeous tenor sax part that just touches that my down. soul. Pardon? I'm writing that down. Yeah, and, and the version that does it the most is off the No Nukes concert. Okay. Where, where they did it live, but they started editing small portions of that concert out because Tom Petty had a really, really good song on that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can't find it now, so I think it's a legality. But uh, they had a live version for uh, the No Nukes concert that might still be available. But in the in the in the heart of the night is I've got about five Poco songs that I just really really like. Okay. Um, I think I've shared them with you in the heart of the night, and the one that you said Tim used to play. Remember? Uh, yeah, they they yeah. attempted a comeback right before he went back to the Eagles. So I finished Miami Vice last week. And, uh, I mean, if you ever want to see a Jump the Shark season, season five of Miami Vice, uh, first of all, I guess they didn't have a lot of money in the budget for music anymore. So I was reading that um, the guy that was doing the music, because even Jan Hammer was gone by this time, they'd say, hey, we can't afford to pay so-and-so for a song. Can you write us a generic song for this week's episode? And then um, the fashion budget must have been gone, too, because all of a sudden Don Johnson was wearing jean jackets and vests. He was one of the first episodes of that season. He's in court testifying about someone wearing a jean jacket, I swear to God, track pants, and a a T-shirt with holes all the way through it in the front. And then on other episodes, he had a vest with T-shirt. Okay, so they were... They were trying some stuff out. And, didn't work there. and Cubs was in turtlenecks that season. <laughs> so that's your jump the shark season of Miami Vice, although the series finale is still pretty awesome. Yeah. I want to watch the Dire Streets episode again. Oh, it's still one of the best hours on TV, I think. So, you can, where did you find that to watch it? I just went on a generic download site, a, de- okay. a streaming site. Uh, do you know the series in the episode? Uh, I I normally do because that's a, a title I remember, but I I don't right now. You don't remember the season? It's season two. Oh, okay, season two. Season two. Oh. I don't remember the name of the. My brother's keeper, I think, is the name of the episode. Okay, thank you. Something like that. Okay, I want to try to find that because. Uh, Oh, and then I listened to uh, the Billy Bragg song today, uh, Tracks of My Tears, which you played me before, and I do like that version. It's definitely a different version of it. Yeah. And then I listened to the Brian Adams and the Wallflowers version of that when I saw it was on there, too. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm glad you listened to some of that stuff. You know what line I remember the other day from Happy Days? Oh, what's that? Remember the one where... Girls were talking about boys that they made out with, and she was why well, made out with Potsy, and she was he didn't even take his gum out of his mouth. When we were Frenching. <laughs> do you remember that line? I do, I do. <laughs> and I kissed her once, she stole my gum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I hate remembering everything. Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> useless knowledge. Uh, so. Okay. We're going to take another break, and we'll come back. There's still plenty of music and, and nerd stuff to talk about, and uh, we'll be right back after one of our two commercials. Stay tuned, loyal listeners. There's more We Got the Geek still to come. You're listening to the Points of Interest Podcast Network. 
You can find us at POIPodcast.com. For the love of pod. All right, we're back. We're here via the phone, drinking beer, talking to uh, a good friend of uh, 36 years, Colin. We kind of talked about this, about Rick Springfield on the last show. Like, as far as we're concerned, what's the last good Rick Springfield album all the way through? Venus in Overdrive? Yes. 2008. 2008. Well, that being said, like, he's had a bunch of albums since, and I can't say I've liked all the albums in its entirety, but he still has some tunes on those albums I like. Yes. But, um, uh, I, I feel the same way about Cheap Trick, actually, when I was listening to the new album. Yeah. Uh, the new album's amazing, by the way. I love every I song love it. on it. I, I can't remember it all my life as much, actually, from them. So yeah, I, I was thinking about it, and until recently, like the last album I liked by them all the way through was from was 1997. They did a self-titled awesome. album, and it was really good. Okay. It's just it's just called Cheap Trick, and I don't think they had any hits off it, but very cool album. It's not on Spotify. I don't think it's on Spotify. Okay. And then they've had albums since, one or two good songs. Never really went back to listen to them. Until 2016, they did the first album with uh, uh, Rick Nielsen's son on, on drums. It was called uh, uh, Bang Zoom Crazy Hello. And that song I like, that album I like all the way through, too. It's got one of my favorite songs by them, uh, When I Wake Up Tomorrow. Uh, but then they put out another crappy album I didn't like after that. That being said, this new album is fantastic all the way through. Uh, Summer Looks Good on You, I think, is one of the best songs they've ever done. Yeah, can I bring up the fact again that I just think it could be a good monkey spot? I'm sorry I think that yep. way, but I don't know why I've seen similarities. I, I've actually seen influences of the monkeys through Cheap Track. I don't know why, yeah. but some of the structure of those songs, like, Oh, you know what? Good Times was an awesome fucking album. Yeah, that that album's great. And when I follow Billy Bragg on, uh, you know, online and everything, too, he has a playlist that he does every day, and and Good Times is always on there, right? Yeah, that's a great song all the way through. They they made a wise decision getting other people to write the songs for him this time. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's one of the, yeah, I agree. Like, I love listening to Mickey Dolan say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, but I was thinking, we saw Chief Trick a couple of years ago. I would have rather have heard some of these songs off the new album than some of the 70s album tracks they played that night. Yeah, but I was wondering, and again, I'm going to stop, because when you and I resume our concert going, I'm not going to drink anymore. Okay. I want to be a little clearer on it, but um, I say that now, but... I'm almost wondering, there were some highlights on that album where I'm wondering if they didn't slip in a song that we didn't know about. I don't you think know. I don't think they did. Like, I think no. it was all 70s stuff except for The Flame. Yeah, but, which we were like, come on, they're not doing The Flame. Like, that being said, there were some cool songs on there from the Dream Police album I never thought I'd get to hear live ever. But, the, yeah, I mean, I, I could have lived without a second Tom Peterson song. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it would have been cool hearing, I don't know if they even had these songs two years ago, but it would have been cool hearing some of them. 
it's, it's more of a, a little bit of a deeper question, but not so deep that it's uncomfortable. Oh, geez, okay. No, but when you say your relationship with Diana, right? Mm-hmm. Does she ever play something that you're like going, what the fuck are you playing that for? Because I like it. No, I, I, we don't, I, I don't really know what, what the kid listens to. But okay. uh, I know um, Billy Joel is maybe the only thing we have in common music-wise. Okay. And right. Weezer, and Weezer. Okay. Uh, the reason why I ask is, like, Thomas was just, I was talking to him on the phone the other day, he was playing Voices by uh, Cheap Trick, right? Oh, that's a great song. Well, no, but he just remembers everything. He's like, us that way? Mm-hmm. And I'll hear this random song, and he'll just, like, I played it once, and he just, he's, it's on his, like, regular shit, right? And it, that's really, really cool. When, like, especially when you and I talk like this, how you help me branch out and then mm-hmm. maybe I'll make you look at things a little bit different and yeah. as far as I look at it life is like trying to hear as many good songs as you can before yeah. you die <laughs> well look up that album from 1997 it's a self-titled album it's just got a bunch of guitars on the front of it okay one of the songs on it is called Carnival Game okay which is a good tune and uh, uh, Eight Miles Low is a good song too I, I still laugh that we were going to the Toronto show the next day, and we had no plans to go see the St. Catherine show, which was weird. And I was working at KFC, and I, I heard an interview with Rick Nielsen on the radio. I'm like, oh, it'd be kind of cool seeing them tonight. And like two minutes later, Jay uh, Collins on the phone for you. Oh, okay. And you're like, want to go see Chief Rep tonight? <laughs> like, you, you heard the interview too, didn't you? Like, oh, yeah. And uh, we somehow got tickets, and uh, it was it was fun. Those were the fucking days. I even enjoyed Saigon Kick. That's right, Saigon Kick. <laughs> I thought the album and that its moments like when you're in a really really pissed off mood. Yeah, they were pretty good. They, they just kind of reminded me of Five Alexas on steroids. Oh jeez. Anyway. Oh, I know we I know we could uh, talk about it a little bit. So we had discussed this a couple times. If COVID somehow miraculously breaks, uh, we have two tentative uh, road trips ahead of us now. Colin Hay and Timmy's mom. Yeah, uh, I couldn't. I found that one by accident. I was trying to find out some details about when I saw him in Rochester in 2001, and it pulled up this listing for like September or October in Rochester. Like, well, that can't still be happening, but. I mean, they're getting their shots a lot quicker in the States than we are. Yeah. So you never know. And there's a lot of factors involved. Like, will the borders be open? Will we be vaccinated? Like, how bad is COVID going to be then? Exactly. I still need a passport because I never renewed it due to COVID. Yeah, I know. Me too. And, you know, nobody in the province even has, like, license plate stickers that are valid for their car. Uh, true. True. Like, there's lots of shit they got to do. Not even to mention if you take into account, like, like I'm, oh, I'm not belittling myself, but I mean, I'm only a bus driver, mm-hmm. but I'm a small part of the transportation industry, and the MTO requires you have a physical every couple of years, and they're backlogged now three years. Oh, geez. When is anybody going to get a proper physical? You're right. Right? So, I mean, <laughs> kind of just, you know, it's a weird, weird world. And they better cure it fast, because we, we still have to do our farm aid trip one day. Well, you know, I'd like to. And, <laughs> you know, and I'd like to see Timmy's mom's bush in person. And 
You still yeah. there? Yes, and, and also I, I, I kind of like the idea of the monkeys thing, but I just don't know. Yeah. yeah. I can't I can't believe they're planning that big a tour for the end of this year. Well, and again, everything's subject to change, right? That's why I try not to. I'm going to use my favorite life for Pulp Fiction. Let's not start sucking each other's dicks quite yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, right, you go on another lockdown. and Like, I remember Dirty Knobs, too. I was looking at it. I'm like, I wouldn't mind checking them out. It looks like they're touring. And then my Campbell's website was well until 2022. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I think most people are going to go that way. Yeah. This is like two years in a row there's no Canadian National Exhibition to. Yeah. And all these other things that have all, you know. But then you and I had another idea for a road trip. Uh, we just found out there's actually one last Sam the Record Man still in Canada. Yeah. Like about two and a half hours away. Nice. Uh, and they have a Facebook page. I looked at it up, and it looks like the old record stores of, of back in the day. And Oh, cool. Yeah, we got to do that. Yeah, cool. did not know that they were that there still was even any Sams. Where is it again? It's in Belleville. Belleville. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'd be some shit, man. Yeah, I mean it'd be cool. Like we'd go there, like interview them about what it's like to work at the last Sams, and yeah, you know something too. You know, you know, you know who else would be a cool person to actually approach for like an interview situation? Who's that? That's entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Last video store. My kids say, my kids say too, if that place ever fucking closes, they'll be so sad. What's the choice? There's no choice. There isn't any. There's nothing. It's the last one in the area. Use CDs. Where are you going to buy that? Yeah. Like, you know, like, honestly, it's a treasure. Like, I don't think you can even get them at Walmart anymore. No, you can't. And if you go to, um, I don't know if you ever go to the front of that's entertainment, but we're faithful people there. He's got, like, retro snacks and shit. Oh, yeah. I I went in there last year and got Tahiti Treat. Fuck. I hadn't had that in 20 years. The best price. 76 grams of sugar per can. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Tahiti Treat. Yeah. My kids look at that and he goes, this is awesome. He goes, there's 73 grams of sugar. I'm like, Damn right there is. You know where I'd like to have pizza tonight? Where's that? Pizza Delight. Dude, first place I ever got drunk. Yeah. I think, uh, what was it? Uh, we got a 12-slice pizza and 50 beers? <laughs> yeah. No, it, it really was because the bill was like 200 bucks. Yeah. But they served us. Yeah. We have a 12-slice pizza? That's four each. Yeah. And 40 beers. <laughs> We did that more than once. Oh, yes. They didn't care. <laughs> Let's just order 50. If we order Labatt's 50, they just want to get rid of it. They're not going to <laughs> Nobody orders 50. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, I, I remember those days. You remember the days of going to the concert, buying a case of beer right from the Molson plant, drinking it in the park before the show? Yeah. And seeing Huey Lewis. I forgot to tell you, I, I had other homework. Oh, well, what? Uh, the Rick Springfield Badfinger song. Oh, you listened to I it? I finally listened to it. Yeah. I liked it. It was it was cool. You mean the one that sounds like Rick Springfield? No, the one he sings on. Oh, okay, yeah. It is a good song. 
And that and that led me to a Rick Springfield cover of Badfinger called Baby Blue. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which I did not realize I already owned. He did a live acoustic album uh, about oh, okay. five years ago called Stripped. That's the one that oh. had uh, If Fishes Were Wishes. Yeah, 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 okay. And right. that is on there. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's good. That's cool. I liked, um, uh, oh, I, I still remember when I texted you that day and uh, I could got you to listen to um, the Bad Finger song that sounded like Rick Springfield. Yeah. And you texted me, go, I'm on it. And I go, what, what? You know, I said, listen to this and tell me what you think. And you go, early Rick Springfield? I'm like, yeah. Like, I honestly, it, it sounds like it could be Rick Springfield. No, I listened to the one he did with them last year. Pardon? I listened to the one he did with them last year. Yeah, no, yeah, I know, but... Did, yeah. Do you remember the day I texted oh, you I, that, though? No, I do, I do. And do you remember listening to the song? Yes. Okay. And I yeah, thought it was him. It does sound like him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But no, I really like the Rick Springfield one. And I love his guitar in it. Yeah, he's a great guitar player. A lot of people don't realize that. I do, but I just mean I like the way the bend. It sounded like that finger, though. Yeah. Like if you listen to any bad finger song, the chord progressions and everything through the songs are so simple. They're beautiful. Like if you listen to Baby Blue, mm-hmm. or if you listen to like Come and Get It, or you listen to any day at day by uh, after day, like mm-hmm. it's so simple. It's like. You almost feel like you could pick up the guitar and play the song just because how simple it is, but that's all it takes sometimes, right? Yeah. Repetitive sound. Oh, it's funny. My friend Stacy, for some reason, sent me all these random Love Boat uh, clips from YouTube. Yeah. Like whole storylines. And there was this storyline where Jerry Stiller and his real-life wife, Ann Miro, were on, on their honeymoon with their three kids. And one of their kids was uh, Corey Feldman when he was six. Oh, yeah? The whole plot was Jerry Stiller wanted to get laid, but the kids wouldn't let him. Oh. (laughs) And he he still looked the same as he did in the King of Queens days. (laughs) That's a good one. Well, hey, man, I I appreciate talking to you again. I I definitely look forward to these times. Like, I'm glad we're kind of trying to do it on a monthly basis now. Maybe if this lockdown clears up, we'll actually get to see each other this year. That would be a good, good, good thing. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, thanks for talking to me, man, and I'm sure we'll text this week. And uh, if you have any more homework for me to do, I'll gladly do it. And looking forward to our possible road trips this year. Me the same. It's always a pleasure, brother. I love you, and we'll until our next chapter. Yeah, I love you too, man. Uh, always a pleasure, and uh, uh Thanks to everyone listening out there, and uh, hope you enjoy our drunken antics. Thanks for listening. To hear more We Got the Geek, check us out at www.wegotthegeek.com and on iTunes.